Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, it's your girl Claudia Jordan. We are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines and news and on social media. And later on in the show, our own Funky Dineva will be taking talking all things life, love, and basketball-wise with Jackie Christie. So sit back, relax, and get ready to sip on this hot tea. What's up, Al? How you doing? Uh, what's going on, Claudia? I am good. And what's up, Funky? Hello, hello, hello. How are y'all doing, everybody? Happy Wednesday. All right. What's going on? The alcohol levels. Where we at tonight with it, fellas? You know, I got me a whole classy glass of water because I'm doing what? Unlocking my better self and soulmates. Any of y'all who saw my Instagram earlier this morning at uh, this afternoon, you better not post a damn thing in the chat. Get at my business. I'm unlocking my better self. You mean for this hour? For this lifetime. <laughs> for this hour. We saw you. We saw your day party in the day, sir. Who, me? <laughs> yeah, you. And you can look at Funky's eyes like Funky got one of them faces that like he he don't really lie. We see it though, Funky. We see I'm an honest hoe, and all my hoes is honest. When I'm unlocking my better self, here we go. This gonna be one of them shows. Soulmates, listen up. We're looking for some more super fans to put to the test in a special Halloween edition of the Hot Seat. So send us an email to tgif at foxhole.tv with your name, photo, and tell us why you are a TGIA, I'm sorry, TGIF super fan. And uh, before we dive into some topics, we're kicking things off by highlighting random facts in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month with what, I'm sorry, did you know? I feel like I drank the look of that funky's acting like he didn't drink. (laughs) And I show up to work classy based and composed and able to read the prompt. Can I go on to the next thing, Claudia? Once again, Al, you have one little good day and he just, right. he's Socrates, he's Tamron right. Hall now, he's amazing. All right, so for many, a diagnosis of breast cancer comes with side effects such as nausea, pain, and fatigue. But one of the biggest side effects for a patient is a financial burden of cancer treatment. Did you know that according to Forbes and the JAMA Network, nearly 80% of women with breast cancer simply cannot afford treatment? Now, Forbes reported in 2022 that the total cost of one woman's breast cancer care was $334,000. Did you know about the high cost of treating breast cancer? Al, I know you've spoken about a friend, a close friend of yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Hers was about a quarter of a million dollars. And it's like... That's costs more than a home in some areas in the United States. I, I don't understand, but I know for a fact that we've got to do better about our healthcare service and coverage as it relates to breast cancer, and especially for all of the women, and especially in our African-American community, because we know that disproportionately we are affected, and also disproportionately we have lower incomes and less insured coverage for this type of, uh, of disease. So I really hope that that something better comes out of Congress this this uh, season for helping people who have to deal with breast cancer in their health care coverage. All right, Q, what do you think? You know, it's to your point, my mom didn't have uh, breast cancer. She had ovarian cancer. But even without even with her insurance, there still were a lot of out of pocket costs. And I want to take a moment and give a special shout out to the Cleveland Clinic because even when those costs could not be covered, the Cleveland Clinic still serviced my mother until she transitioned. So yes, I understand these things firsthand and it's it's unfortunate. And because they disproportionately affect black women, like Al said, this is something that we really do need to address. All right, we'll check out this story from one of our soulmates, 
who was diagnosed with cancer. 46-year-old Amari Briggs of Little Rock, Arkansas, said she was diagnosed last year with a rare form of breast cancer. Now, after her diagnosis, she had to quit working as a makeup artist and esthetician due to her treatment. Now, Amari praises her family and her sisters of Delta Sigma Theta Inc. for their support and financial assistance. Amari says she's working towards making financial assistance an easier process for those who are unable to work due to cancer. That is amazing. What do you have to say about Amari's powerful testimony? Q, let's go to you first. I think it's amazing. And I love the fact that she shouted out her sorority for all those people who are, uh, you know, not advocates of, of Greek life. This is one of the benefits of being part of a brotherhood or a sisterhood. Shout out to the Deltas for stepping in the gap and shout out to Amari just for, you know, surviving this and being able to get through this and share her testimony with our soulmates. That's right. Beautiful woman. Al, thoughts? I mean, this is actually amazing because my friend who I went through her cancer treatment just texted me and said her present medical bill is at $1.2 million for over 10 years of treatment. Can you imagine having that bill? Can you imagine that bill? And for, for a sister like this, trying to fill in the gap between those who have and have not, it's just amazing. Unbelievable that it costs this much in America. Now, we're the worst country in the world when it comes to this. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. All right, y'all, we'd like to take a moment and honor the legendary life and career of actor Richard Roundtree, who passed away yesterday after battling pancreatic cancer. The 81-year-old was known for his groundbreaking roles in films like Shaft and the TV series Roots. Any thoughts on the passing of this Hollywood legend, Al? Oh, my goodness, man, will he be missed? I love the tribute that Samuel L. Jackson and Gabriel Union gave him. Samuel L. said he's the best to ever do it in the business, that he really brought on this whole leading African-American male concept and, and just continued to work for decades, if like four or five decades. I mean, it's just so sad to see, um, you know, his battle with pancreatic cancer, which we know affects 70% higher uh, cases, 30 to 70% higher cases for black black males than any other demographic. But for us to see him on Family Reunion, guys, on Netflix. So if you just want to reminisce and go back and see him in his glory, he is on Family Reunion on Netflix. And I, I say it over and over and over again. It's such a pleasure to watch these individuals as they pave the way for all black actors in Hollywood today. All right, Funky. I mean, of course, Richard Roundtree has been a staple in the Black Hollywood family for years. I think he's all of our dads from Roots down to his role on being Mary Jane. And a lot of the uh, millennials will know, you know, it, it, it's sad outside of him passing. There was still a part of me that thought at some point being Mary Jane would be revamped and he would be there. Of course, Shaft was a monumental character in the shaping of Black people in Hollywood and the numbers and the revenue that we can produce. And Richard Roundtree will always go down in history for being just that. You know, it, it, it's sad, but, you know, he did what he needed to do on this earth and he's with the Lord. So with that, I say thank you. And we pay salute to Richard Roundtree. The leading man. And unfortunately, I hear pancreatic cancer is very painful I'm going to share a documentary with y'all when I get the name of that. I was telling Funky about it off camera about our, our eating habits and how, you know, black folks are definitely, of course, uh, disproportionately affected. And it was a fascinating documentary that, you know, talks about cancer and diabetes and all of that. All right, y'all, switching gears is being reported that actor Jonathan Majors will now have to go to trial for assault charges after a judge denied a motion to dismiss the case. If you remember, Majors was accused of strangling and assaulting Grace Jabari. Jonathan claims in a countersuit that Grace attacked him, that he was the victim the whole time. What are your thoughts on Jonathan's case going to trial, Al? Oh, I know the defense is very upset about this, guys, but this is a good one. The defense discovered a smoking gun where back in, I want to say, September 2020, Jonathan had a little run in with the London police with Jabari. Now, we know Jabari was his movement coach with uh, majors on Disney's Marvel uh uh, movie. I can't remember the name of the movie right now, but she was his movement coach that he turned into his girlfriend. Well, in London, 
According to reports, she was sent to the hospital allegedly by majors. And it is this smoking gun that has given the defense, I mean, has given the DA the right to move this to trial. Now, what's also interesting was during discovery, they found even more, more things, more women have come forward and they will be a part of the testimony in trial. In addition, they found NYPD memo books they found phone records, medical records. They uh, signed search warrants for iPhone and iCloud messages. And they also have nine new witnesses from the incident, as well as eight locations of surveillance camera saying that Jonathan Majors may not be as innocent as he's claiming. Mm. Damn, Jonathan Majors. All right. Q, what you think about this? I mean, hell Claudia and now I mean as much as we want to stand by our brother and don't want to believe this the math just ain't math and I'm like even if we toss out 70% of what's being alleged I mean there's still that other 30% that we've got to address and when you start talking about all this evidence all this background stuff all these witnesses coming forth just like I felt like with Bill Cosby, all these people are not lying. Like, do you know how hard it is to get that many people on one accord without somebody going rogue for some money? All these people can't be lying. I hate it because we loved him. He was an emerging actor playing in some of our favorite black cinema and leading roles in some of the mainstream films. But it's looking like our brother needs some prayer and he might have a little problem. Uh -huh. I think this is a case of he has a history of this. We've heard this before, but, you know, then when it came out that she, you know, put her hands on him, then it's like, wait, 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 we wrong. This brother was unfairly, you know, judged. But I think they both put hands on each other. But Jonathan definitely seemed to have a long history of this. We have uh, some comments here. I am Lakeisha said, so did our girl really marry this man? If so, Meg was the reason for the fight. They were already together. Wait, what? Okay. Uh, Sierra Thompson said she needs the same sentence everyone was wanting for him when they thought he was an abuser. And Hot Commodity 777 said, man, this story is out of control and his career is gone. I hope Megan know what she's doing. Now, it's rumor, it is rumored that Megan was possibly the one that was texting him when she grabbed the phone. Now, is someone saying that Meg and Jonathan allegedly secretly got married? Is that what I, is that what that's it what's been floating around on social media lately? It's well, just I hope she didn't do that. Yeah, it, has, it hasn't been substantiated or proven, but it's what's been floating around. Gotcha. Not to judge a book by his cover, but don't he look like a man? He'd be looking crazy in every single picture. Like he looked like he'd be whooping people's asses. He Yikes. do. He do. I'm sorry. He do. All right. British Williams of Basketball Wives LA had her last day in court and she was sentenced to four years in prison for whoa, multiple frauds. British was found guilty of committing $564,000 worth of fraud. The assistant U.S. attorney said her criminal activities were part of a decade-long series of fraud. Now, thank you to the Riverfront Times for providing the footage. What are your thoughts on British Williams getting four years in prison? Q, let's go to you first. I mean... Okay, and her friend that ran up on the cameraman and almost punched him, her ass almost with the J or two had she not dialed it back. You know, this is unfortunate, but this is what happens when people get caught up in all of my millennials, all my Instagram heavy people. This is what happens when you get caught up trying to keep up with the Joneses and live and put on a reality TV girl and a social media girl life. I am here to tell you, I am friends with a lot of these girls. The clothes are rented. The jewelry is rented. Half the stuff is not even real. The things they purport to have, they do not have. And y'all be out there breaking y'all neck and bending over backwards, trying to reach these standards that these girls have not even reached them own selves, okay? And British got herself in trouble trying to keep up with the Joneses, um, frauding people. You know, I mean, if you do the crime, you got to do the time. I definitely think paying back the money in the four years and feds is fair. Mm, you oh, yeah, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly on this one. Now, in, in the case with these with these reality girls, 
I get it because they do it around the time that they're trying to keep up with the Joneses on the show, Q. Absolutely, you're 100% right. But not here with this young lady. This young lady has not only been doing it for 10 years, but she got caught in 2021 and kept doing it. She needs to go to Q's school of how to get the lick one time and keep it moving. It's in her DNA. And if it's in someone's DNA, she deserves more than four years. And let me explain why. She has been doing it for 10 years. She has 15 felonies. She has stole her poor nieces and nephews, claimed them on her taxes, stealing folks' social security number to get credit cards and open bank accounts, four counts of bank fraud, three counts of false statements to the IRS, three counts of wire fraud. This is something that this woman just naturally does. She wakes up every day and this is just a part of her DNA. She needs to go to jail for more than four years because until she gets it out of her system, she's going to continue to do it. She was indicted in 2021, but kept doing it. So it wasn't big enough for her. So she didn't stop. In this case, for me, put her in jail so that this will end. Damn, I thought Al was going to come and say that she was being disproportionately sentenced, Claudia. <laughs> if she had a penis, he would say. <laughs> <laughs> right. A fine man. Not um, true. Let's go, Q, let's go back to who be renting clothes to be on reality TV shows. Who, who be doing that? You know, okay, we're going to do that. We're going to do that on one of our special shows. We're just going to be called The Read, and I'm going to let y'all <laughs> get all the girls. But a lot of the girls be on that damn show well i will say this i will say this like in the case of jennifer williams she <laughs> can this young lady can take lemons and make lemonade did you guys see where she uh jennifer sold that story with the guy that took advantage of her that stole her car and took her money she mm -hmm. now has a show about that crime fraud on vh1 so there is hope for this young lady if martha stewart can turn a prison sentence into a book and then back on television if Teresa from real housewives of new jersey can do it as well then this young lady need to go to jail have her time write a book come out do a book and get back on basketball wives and there you have it you've made lemonade out of all your lemons I believe uh, Angela Yee produced that uh, documentary for Jennifer as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so now you can buy the clothes. All right, coming up next, Funky catches up with Jackie Christie from Basketball Wives LA and later find out what dream kills an Ivy League student. Stay tuned. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to TGIF. Tonight, we are joined by author, TV personality, one of the triple OGs, and somebody who would say it's a little certified crazy from the hit show Basketball Wives LA. Y'all, please welcome my girl, Jackie Christie. Jackie, how you feeling tonight? I am feeling real good. And you already know, whenever I'm with you, I'm really over the moon. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. And Miss Jackie, you already know we about to have a Ponderosa. Oh, yeah, let's go. It's so time. Jackie, do for a Ponderosa. Jackie, we long overdue. Now, look, I was minding my business today like I always do. Uh-huh. And they say that girl going to jail for four years, baby. They say Miss British got sent to jail for four years for that fraud. What do you think about that before we dive in? You know in? what? I Listen, that is not my story to tell, Funky. You know, I just will not. And I, I'll say I'm going to say a prayer for British. And listen... I'm going to move right on along because I'm here to let you know that this season of basketball, look, let's talk about episode three, okay? Okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't like how they just showed that little episode of me and my husband doing the working out. We had a whole good conversation that y'all didn't get to see, but I'm going to start sharing it on my talk show. You know so we're going gonna to get to you and your husband. Let's start here. You've been a oh. part of the Basketball Wise franchise since season six. Besides the <laughs> check... What keeps you interested? Yeah, you. You know what? I, I love what you just said. I have been a part of Basketball Wise LA since season one. It's been 11 years, Funky. Uh -huh. You and I started together. You remember I remember. Years ago. I remember. You and I'm so proud of you. And I feel like it is amazing to go 11 years straight. I know Miami had their show for a couple of years and then it mm -hmm. went away. And then they came, we had LA. Now they over here with us. And I'm loving it. It's great. So we all know that the premise of the show is to follow the wives of former and current basketball players. 
Why do you think that they keep adding these baby mamas and these side chicks to the show? <laughs> you know what? I will say it like this without being disrespectful to any of the people, because I love I love everybody. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we are overdue a little bit. We need more wives. And we got us one this season. We got Vanessa. With I the know strong bang. We like okay. Vanessa with the strong bang. We like her. With the strong bang. <laughs> <laughs> That bang, Vanessa and bang. I love me a good bang. I love me a good bang. And you know, they be killing me when I wear bangs. They be like, Jackie, take that helmet off. But she looks good with mm -hmm. it. But everybody's killing her about the bangs. They don't. But they're they killing her with the bang. You know what? That's my funky. That is my sister in, in basketball. When we, one thing about the basketball world that I think the show is lacking, and I'm doing a new show that I would definitely be bringing a lot more of this into it, mm -hmm. is the world we live in. Vanessa is alumni. She is family. I will have her back to the end. Even she's doing a little bit of stuff as the show pans out and got to watch the show to see. And mm -hmm. we kind of butt heads a little, but I love Vanessa and I'll let everybody see how that works out. I feel like we do need more. And I think as we unfold new things, we might see a little bit more. Well, hopefully, hopefully we do get some more wives. But speaking of actual wives, you and Doug have been married now for 26 years. Are y'all still having a wedding every year? We are, and thank you for that. We actually have to add two more years to that. We have now been married 28 years now. Okay. <laughs> wow. It is getting better every year. It's sexy. It's fun. It's amazing. It's passionate. All the things that we experienced our first year, we experienced and now. And I, you know I'm very pro-marriage, very pro-keeping a relationship together, whether it's boyfriend and girlfriends, friends, partners, whatever it is. I'm about that. And I feel like, yeah, we're going to keep having weddings the rest of our life as long as we live. And, you know, speaking of the conversation you and Doug were having, of course, on Basketball Wives, we see a lot of the drama with the women. We don't get to see so much the intimate side of you and Doug. Tell me what an intimate night for you and Doug looks like after 28 years of marriage. Oh, my God. An intimate night. Like the other night, here's a, a real one. We went with... Um, a amazing uh, player on our team and his beautiful wife, you know, and we went to this fancy restaurant and we had good wine, good conversation, good food. It was just amazing. It was sexy. We went in my husband's plaid. He has the Tesla plaid. That's mm -hmm. like, it's real fast. And okay. it's, it's driving fast in a safe way, of course, down the freeway, listening to our music, holding hands. We might oh. kiss a little bit. We might do a little bit of everything. In that okay, place. okay. That. It's that type of life for us. And on the show, it's funny how they keep trying to portray this other thing. And it's like, um, that's why my new show, you're going to get to see. It. So oh, I, I can't, I can't wait to oh, delve yeah. into your new show. So talking about driving fast, we're going to switch gears for a little bit. You're back for the 11th season of Basketball Lives, Wives alongside some notable stars like Jennifer Williams, uh -huh. Evelyn Lozada, and Brooke Williams. What makes this particular season different from past seasons? Well, I would just definitely say this season's different. We got Evelyn back who left the show um, under those circumstances with OG, but she's back and it's fun having her. She's always fun to, to banter with. She's great. Um, me and Jennifer, we, you know, we move in a different direction. People didn't expect to see us fall out last season. That's a good friend of mine. And then, you know, Brooke, uh, and you said Brooke Williams, but Brooke Bailey, she's, um, here as well. She was back a couple seasons ago and she's, she's back again. So, and I think the, the difference with season 11 is you're seeing new women thrown in the mix. You got Brittany Renner, who's a mm -hmm. fire. When I mm -hmm. tell you, I hope they get to see her story. Um, me and her got some interaction that is it has to be shown because mm -hmm. people are going to see the dynamic from a wife, a longtime wife, and a, and a, I won't call her a newbie, but she is a young kid, you know, player's baby's mother, um, mm -hmm. child's mother, I like to call it. And she's just, she's got a, a huge story. Brittany's coming with some fire. I hope they show it all. And then you've got Clayana, who I thought was great. Uh, she fell out with a lot of the women. You got to see how that all unfolds. It's just different energy. And I'm excited about it. And I think we're starting to move in a different direction. I do feel like they've taken me back a little to, because last season I carried that show again on my back and they're letting some of these other women kind of, you know, pull that. I made it do some work. Pull your weight. Right. You know? And I feel like, though, to be honest with you, and I'm saying this for the first time as I'm watching it pan out, 
I need to be back in the mix. I can't. I tried to, you know, step back a little bit. It ain't it ain't given. So, so I need to get back in there. I Jackie, did. what do you say to the people that say, Jackie, your ass too damn old to always be in the mix with these girls. <laughs> you always in the middle of everything. What do you say to that? I laugh because all of us is in the same age group. So then that means the whole show is over. And, and then we let's talk about Atlanta Housewives. Let's talk about Beverly Hills Housewives. Let's go down the list. We're Potomac, all of that. I don't really mind when they say that because I feel like once you get 18 years old, you should know better. And with me, Funky, I'm, I'm what you see is what you get. Mm -hmm. I'm honest to a fault. I'm in your face. I'm truthful. You ain't gonna get no, you ain't gonna put nothing over on me. So mm -hmm. I think that's what they're really saying is. You need to stop, but then if I stop, then it's, we need you back. Then the show falls flat, right. There it is. So, you, know, you used a very interesting word earlier. You used the word energy. And of course, we're always used to seeing Crunk, Jackie Christie, and Messy, let's have a Ponderosa, Jackie Christie. <laughs> but in a recent episode, you were a bit more personable when you took accountable, you know, accountability for not showing up for Brooke after her daughter's passing. Tell us about that moment, and when did you acknowledge your challenges with grief? You know what? I love what you just asked me, and the reason I love that is because I actually went public. I don't know if you saw that, but after the episode aired, and I had to put, um, and I never do this. This is the first, one of the first times I've ever done this in all my years, 11 years straight on reality TV. I had to let the editors know I didn't appreciate that because mm -hmm. I didn't, take accountability for anything because I already put it out publicly that as soon as we got the call from, from Brandy that Brooke's daughter had passed away, her beautiful daughter Kayla passed away. I didn't, she said, text Brooke, everybody. She put it in a group chat to all of the cast. I was here in Sacramento and I, I didn't text her, I called her. When I called her, her little niece or cousin or whoever this young lady is answered the phone and was very sweet. She was like, Brooke told me to answer because the only person that calls with no caller ID is you. She wanted to let you know. She appreciates you. She loves you. I said, tell her I love her. Anything she need, I'm here. I don't care what it is. I, and that was that. And so we started talking text-wise. So when, it, when I got to the reunion, we went to dinner the night before with the production company. And mm -hmm. She was fine. We were laughing, talking, everything was great. But then when the reunion came, for it to all of a sudden be a, you're this and you're that, it, it kind of caught me off guard. And one mm -hmm. thing I'm about is love and respect. And I'm not going to talk about someone that's needing to be resting with God in a derogatory way, but I was right. very taken aback. So mm -hmm. it was like, wait, where is this coming from? And I'm going to respect you and let you say whatever you're saying, because I felt it was a part of her grieving. But mm -hmm. please don't, please don't misrepresent me. And mm -hmm. then... It kept coming on the internet, so I went public, and I don't do that. But I put all my receipts out to put a stop to it because they were contacting my kids. They were saying mean things to my family, and I said, that's one thing I don't do. So I'm going to go ahead and put the truth out here so y'all mm -hmm. could see. And then everything went away, and then it was always the Jackie was a lion. So then when it came time to shoot of season 11, I got asked 15 different times, begged pretty much, please, mm -hmm. we really need you to do this scene. I said, I don't want to talk about her beautiful daughter anymore. Please let that baby rest in peace. This is starting to get really mm -hmm. weird. Right. I don't want to that, no. And I got really aggressive about it. I had meetings with different people and said, do not ask me to talk to her again. I've already settled it. Mm -hmm. Well, one scene came up shopping. I was tricked into coming to the scene. I got in the scene and then it was this, what you saw on that unfolding. Right. And it wasn't said like that. I again reiterated, look, I already went public and put all that out there. I apologize for having to do that, but I want you to know I do love you. I want to, whatever you need, I'm here to do it. So I hope it pans out in the future episodes of the show, but if it doesn't, at least I'm going to be able to speak my truth. I'm never going to lie, Funky Geneva. I don't do that. I get so, it, and we believe you. We, we we know that from the old Jackie Christie. So let's put a pin in that and create a little bit of separation real quick. And I got to be messy and ask this question now. There it when, is. You, when you and Brooke got the tussle and they turned their camera off, who won that fight, Jackie? <laughs> I would say go ask Bambi, Malaysia, and everybody else, Drea, that was there. But I uh -huh. love Brooke. I do. I'm going to be honest. All, all jokes aside, I told Brooke after that fight, 
I told production, first of all, because they wasn't going to have us shoot together. They came to me, warned me, and said, Jackie, they said if you fight again, you got to go. I said, well, then I better go. Because if somebody step in my space, I'm going to do exactly the same thing as I did to her 15 more times. Uh -huh. And so to be honest with you, I told Brooke, I said, I will never put it out there what happened as long as you respect me. But if you go out there and say something and start lying, then I'm going to have to tell the truth. So I said it a few times. We got into a fight. She walked in my space. I turned around. I, I went off. And uh -huh. that was that. They pulled me off of her. And that was the end of the fight. I don't, I don't condone violence. I love Brooke as a sister. I want us to always be friends, but at the end of the day, enough is enough. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play that game. But I know I did not lose the fight. So everybody, <laughs> shut up now, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Y'all heard it first here on TGIF on Fox All. Jackie Christie say she don't lose no fight. Jackie said I don't get no ass whoopers. No, I and hand them out. <laughs> but Jackie, I really quickly, I love her. I really do. quickly, you know, while we're on the subject of shaking up the cash, you had a little back and forth with Evelyn, which is always scary for us because you oh, don't back down. Evelyn don't back down. And this came after you tweeted that you want Malaysia back on the show. Why do you think Evelyn was so pressed after your post? Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, what is. Okay, let me tell you. I, I'll just make it, I'll make a long story short. I was in Atlanta doing a play. I get a phone call from one of my friends going, what's this? And it's a it's a thing from one of the blogs showing me what she said. I'm gonna be honest, my heart dropped. Cause I see, I see Evelyn Lozada and then I see some craziness in there. And I'm like, wait, hold on. So automatically I go outside to see what it is. And when I realize that I call my friend back and I'm like, what's going on? And she told me she got mad because you made that tweet about Malaysia. I immediately called Evelyn. She didn't answer the phone. So I'm thinking, okay, well, this got to be a joke. So as you've seen it all transpired, I asked her, is this a sick joke? What is it? I think she got angry because she felt intimidated and thought that I was saying that this season, because they panning it out to like be the Evelyn Lozada's coming back. This is the season and all of that. And that's fine. I don't have no problem supporting her in that. Come join us. Come back, make a big splash, whatever. I can have feelings how I want to feel about my sister. Malaysia and I did Basketball Wives together from season one to season 10. She was here. Season 10, we did 26 episodes. She did most of those. That's my sister from another mother going to be my sister regardless of what anybody says. On top of that, she's a Leo. I'm a Leo. Mm -hmm. I love Malaysia. I have had times when I was like, get out of my face. I don't ever want to see you again. And she's had it with me. But I have not advocated for her not to be here. Mm -hmm. I, if, if her mental health ain't going to let her be here, then don't be here. Mm -hmm. I said, me and her shot a lot of things before she left and they didn't end up using it all. So I said, I don't want to waste time. If my baby ain't ready to be here, then I'd rather her sit out. Okay? It. it makes sense. There you go. It, it makes perfect sense. So, Jackie, before we wrap, if you could create an all-star cast of basketball yes. wives, including returning cast members, newbies, some of them girls we didn't like, folks that's going to jail, who <laughs> would you choose? <laughs> I would choose, and I'll say it real quick, Drea, Tammy Roman, um, Evelyn Lozada, Jackie Christie. Oh, my God, the list goes on. Um, Jennifer Williams, Malaysia Pargo. Oh, my goodness, it's so many. I would even say OG. Um, okay. Well, uh, everybody that's been on the show, I would say bring us all back and let us have a Ponderosa Jackie Christie style. And you know what? I'm definitely here, especially for the Tammy, the OG, the Evelyn situation. Jackie, outside of the show, what can the fans expect from you next? You know what? They can expect me to do my own TV show outside of Basketball Wise. I'm producing all kinds of stuff. I have another book coming out. You can expect more Basketball Wise, God willing. And you can expect a lot of other surprises that I'm not able to divulge yet, but I'm going to give you the exclusive. I love it. Y'all heard it first. Thanks so much for joining us, Jackie. And Soulmates, you can catch Jackie on the 11th season of Basketball Wives LA on VH1 every Monday night at 9, 8 Central. Jackie, this has been a pleasure. And you are always welcome to come kiki and fool la with us on TGIF on Fox Soul. Thank you and congratulations. Thank you, Jackie. Mm, I love you. Bye. Love you, too. Bye-bye. All right, Funky, good job. Nice sit-down interview with Jackie. Chrissy, we love her. I, I love Jackie. She's real supportive, and I, I adore her. So good job on that, Funky. All right, coming up next, find out how a college student died from drinking lemonade, and later find out why a politician was passed out in front of a sports bar. Mm, keep it locked. We'll be back.
Welcome back to TGIF. Go ahead and hit that like button and support the show. Speaking of support, sometimes we all need a little bit of help. So, you know, here at TGIF, we're going to let you know how to make life a little bit easier. Now, life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earning. Now, Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck, then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Now, if I needed something like earning, I'd use this for a bill that's overdue. Or if I would have my money somewhere else, I need just a little bit of a extra you know, bump with the money. I think this is a great thing to do to get a payday advance. Now make earning a part of your financial routine and join earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Now go ahead and download the Earnin to app today. That's spelled E-E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in T under podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. That's T-E-A under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, daily max and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Funk, I know you're so rich now, but once upon a time, it wasn't like that. So what could you have done with Earnin? You know, I have an even better story. So I always told you guys back when I was in college, I got caught up in the payday payday loan advance scam, paying all the interest back, never being able to get out of it. But I was at Denny's here in North Miami on Biscayne Boulevard in 125th Street two nights ago. And a soulmate came up to me while I was eating my Grand Slam extra hash browns with orange juice on the side mm-hmm. and was like, Funky Dineva, you do not know. I'm a big fan of the show, You Cardi and Al. And that Earn In app was, uh, you know, I told everybody about it in my family and then I actually used it. I actually needed it and it filled in the gap for me, my wife, and our children between paydays. And thank you guys so much for telling us about this app. So, you know, guys, it, it, it it's working. It can really help you out there. If you just need a little something, something to float you over and keep you financially stable and shout out to all of our soulmates who've been using Earn In thus far. All right, Al, what are your thoughts? I just think it makes great sense in the fact that it pays it back once the money hits your account, which helps you be more fiscally responsible. Because if you were anything like me when I was not fiscally responsible, I would do these advances and then work out my own way of paying and keep the money when I got paid. So I think this is very smart. And especially for if you have like car issues, like mechanical issues, that that little high bill, you may not have it, but you can get it taken care of so you can continue to get to your job to make your money until your paycheck comes. Great points. All right. Promotional considerations furnished by earning. Now let's get back to some more topics. The family of a college student is claiming that she died after drinking Panera Bread's charged lemonade. 21-year-old Sarah Katz had a pre-existing heart condition and was warned by her doctor to stay away from energy drinks as a precaution. Now, Sarah purchased a drink allegedly without knowing it contained 390 milligrams of caffeine, nearly the FDA's daily max allowance for a healthy adult all-in-one drink. Now, what are your thoughts on this? Let's go to you first, Al. So this I'm torn on this because this has been this has become a big national case. CNN is involved, have, have showcased it, Fox News. The FDA has even issued a statement around these types of drinks, including Red Bull and Monster drinks. It's becoming a big deal. And unfortunately, it's notoriety that Panera Bread probably needs to settle so it doesn't affect their bottom line. But if I'm honest, if I have a, I have high blood pressure and I have to take responsibility for my health issues, I have to be conscious. That's why I read every single label of everything I eat because I've had blood pressure since I was 20, high blood person since I was 29. And if I don't pay attention, I could have a heart attack. If this young lady has known for years that he, she has had heart issues, 
Don't you think she should be reading what she's drinking and eating regardless? Because the doctors has even warned her how precious her life is around this. So I'm going to say there should be some shared responsibility here. Someone with known heart issues who are told how sensitive it is. If you're anything like me, because I have high blood pressure, I read everything I drink and eat and I consume in my body. I would think she would do the same. All right. Great points. Q, what do you think? I don't mean to sound insensitive, but I don't think Panera Bread or her or her family. The key point here was pre-existing health condition. It is not America's responsibility or society's responsibility to coddle your health when you know you have a pre-existing health condition. We know for a fact that if Panera Bread, a national chain, has been able to bring a drink to market, it's been approved by all the governing bodies that it needs to be approved by in order for it to be served to the general public. You had an individual specific health problem that was your responsibility to handle and because you did not and went and drank that drink, unfortunately, it led to your demise. I feel bad for her family. I hate that she lost her life, but Panera Bread should not be held liable for her own negligence over her own health. Uh, uh, Alicia the Libra said, I work at Panera and the uh, milligrams of caffeine is posted right on the container. Listen, America is a Sue happy country. We all know this. We got obese people blaming food companies for their obesity because they can't control themselves. We have people that have hot drinks in their lap and sue McDonald's because my hot coffee that was just boiled burnt my lap. I mean, no one, everyone wants to blame everybody but themselves. At some, sometimes companies are ne negligent, but sometimes they're not. And when you have a pre-existing condition, you have to live your life a little bit differently. You have to be a little bit more careful. And it is your fault. You can't go drinking any and everything. Like that's something that you have to, you know, rely on yourself. And you have to do a little bit of research. Um, that's what the labels are for. So not to sound heartless, but we have to do a better job at protecting ourselves. Oh, in the documentary on Netflix, I was talking about, it's called What the Health. What the Health, I highly recommend. Just take a look at it. See if you learn anything. And, uh, you know, hey, I, I was really informative for me. All right, y'all, keep it locked because coming up next, find out why a local politician was kicked to the curb. And later, Britney Spears says... She's no homewrecker. Stick around. Mm -hmm. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. The community of Clayton County, Georgia, are saying bye, Felicia, to the vice chairwoman commissioner, Felicia Franklin. Now, the county commissioners voted to remove Felicia from her position after she was caught on video, passed out on the ground outside a sports bar. Now, Felicia claimed that she was drugged at the bar, but a toxicology report found only alcohol and marijuana in her system. Damn. <laughs> Damn. What do you think of Felicia's behavior, Funky? I don't think nothing was wrong with it. I Felicia, know you don't. Felicia was on her personal time. She wasn't at work. Her Shein outfit was not bought with taxpayer money. Y'all need to le learn how to separate people's job from their personal life. I can have a bougie job and a raggedy-ass personal life. She was not at work, and this would never happen in the 80s and the 90s because there was no camera phones. Y'all need to learn to let people live. She Was she, was she on shift? She wasn't at work at whatever time it was. That ain't got nothing to do with her job. Felicia is innocent, and y'all need to leave her alone. <laughs> Q, she's an agent of the county. You can't, so, you can't separate personal. People are allowed to get drunk. She's an agent of the county. She, she's in public. She represents her constituents. She cannot behave as such, unfortunately. Constituents don't be up when the sun <laughs> go down, okay? Anyway, <laughs> the bad part is they were after her. They were after her. The commission don't do not like like her. They've been trying to get this woman out for a long time from the articles that I've read and even the interviews you see. Uh, one of the commissioners uh, who sits on the board said that they they want the governor to, in fact, intervene and ban her from ever being able to be on the commission again. I say this, unfortunately, when you are, have the odds stacked against you, maybe you shouldn't have put yourself in this type of situation. <laughs> Can we see the footage of her again? I just... But, I, Claudia, I want to say this. 
I'd rather her be laid out on the ground than be drinking and driving. See, y'all, you can't never satisfy black people. She could have gotten the car. No, but her legs are shiny, though, baby. She look good, though. That's probably one of the best-looking laid-out drunks I've seen in a Party long time. what you think? You know, I listen, I, I know some jobs, there's a morality clause. You have to hold yourself. A certain, and I don't know if this job had that, but I just feel like, damn, uh, you know, you can't let loose every once in a while. Have y'all ever passed out drunk before or been? Never. Drunk? Not me. <laughs> Al not, not me. I've been with you. Al Reynolds. You know I have, but I'm saying never. You don't no, see no video. I've gotten the- home. I've gotten home and thrown up. I've gotten like, oh, somebody need to drive me home. But baby, I have ne- I'm too classy based. I have never laid out in public. And my friends are classy based. They would never let me lay out in public. I've definitely oh. blacked out before. And I think that's yeah. easy to do. And I've also been drugged before. So, I mean. I oh. like what, Claudia, I like what Kim and something Chief said. Should have went to the next county to have fun. That would have made more sense, right? Go somewhere outside of the county that you represent. And the way uh, she was laid out was just... Was I know. And, and look, and Arnold Northfield said she must have got drunk on Friday, her worst day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so D'Angelo said, I'm trying to have a Felicia type of night. I feel you. Yes, All God. Right. All right, get into this next story. A Mississippi mother discovered that her son, who was missing for seven months, okay, was killed by a a police car. He was hit and killed by a police car, but the police officer never notified her. Betta Cern Wade said the body of her son, Dexter Wade, was left unclaimed for months in the county morgue while she searched for him. The family has filed a wrongful death lawsuit accusing the Jackson officers of excessive force and attempting to cover up their actions and the killing of her son, Dexter. All right, this story really, really, really bothered me. What are your thoughts on this heartbreaking story? Let's go to you first, Al. I mean, I'm with you, Claudia. This one pissed me off. It pissed me off good because what happened was he got hit crossing the highway by an off-duty cop by in a patrol car. We don't know what that cop was doing, but it must have been something really bad that when he actually reported the death and recorded it, instead of him recording the correct name that was on his li- on his driver's license, he recorded the guy as Dexter. So when the mother called into the police station looking for Dexter, there was no Dexter on file. So that is what is like, they look out for their own, especially when there is something in the milk ain't clean. So for me, I wanna know where's the outrage? Where's the outrage for the citizens of Mississippi, the citizens of Jacksonville? Where's Tamika Mallory? Where's Ben Crump? Where's Al Sharpton? Where's the NAACP? Where's Lee Merritt? Where, where are the blogs? Why aren't the blogs covering this injustice? And if it wasn't for this mother's intense follow-up, she would have never gotten the answer she needed, coupled with the coroner who was also as persistent as the mother to find out why this man has not been named. And they finally gave him his real name and she got her son as they drove her out to a field where they like just laid people that they don't know who they are in this open field. And her son was plot number 657 or something like that. Horrible, just horrible. To answer your question, um, I submitted this story because I saw this on a, a smaller blog that I hadn't heard of before. And I, I too was like, why is this not a bigger story? And that's why I love that we have this platform here because hopefully now that we've covered it, other people will get on board. And I am going to personally text this to Lee Merritt and uh, a few of my other friends that I have that are, you know, that have a lot of pull out there. And we're going to get this story out there. Roland Martin, I'm sure he'll be down to cover this as well. I just think this story just, I just saw it today for the first time. So we all, we are going to do our part to get this story out here. Funky, what do you think? Good job, Claudia. You know what? Al said it all. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm going to text Benjamin Crump, too. I'm going to text everybody. We're going to text yeah, everybody. Get them all. All right. All right, y'all. Coming up, Britney Spears spills the tea on her relationship with Kevin Federline. We will see you back in a minute. <laughs> Welcome back to TJF. Al just brought up a fact that this is our is this our three year anniversary? No, it's four. We're going to, we just completed our four, third year this week, and we're oh, starting yeah. our fourth year, guys. 
The wow. little, it, it, us the little engine that could, Claudia, when we were on one day a week. <laughs> then we went to two. And look, thanks to our fans, TGI fans and soulmates, guys, we are at five days a week. That's right. And real quick, y'all, I see a lot of people happy that we covered that last story. Anytime there's something in your community or in the in, that you have uh, knowledge of and you want us to cover it, please feel free to send it to us at Foxhole or DM it to us. We want to get those stories out there that mainstream media isn't covering and, and apply pressure. So please continue, so many. We, we appreciate that. All right, y'all, real quick. Britney Spears has been making a lot of news with her new memoir, The Woman and Me. In the book, Britney claims that while dating Kevin Federline, she had no idea that he was expecting a child with his ex-fiance, Char Jackson. But at the time... Shar Jackson was eight months pregnant with her and Kevin's second child. Brittany said when she did find out, she didn't think the news was true until she confronted Kevin about it. First, do you believe Brittany was that clueless when she met Kevin Federline? I mean, what do y'all think? Q, let's go to you first. I mean, I definitely think it's possible. We all know that men can be trifling as hell, and Britney would not be the first woman to be duped by a man who has a baby mama, has a wife, has a whole family at home, has a whole family in another uh, country. So it definitely is possible that she didn't know. Okay. Al, what are your thoughts? I agree. I agree. And <laughs> clearly, she's clearly, Britney is, is not, the, not the most astute tool in a tool shed I, I and we know that kevin federline is definitely an opportunist in my opinion so yeah i believe her and usually opportunist people i won't just say men people go to great lengths to fool people that's how they get the opportunity so i think it's not unbelievable that she's over here busy working he wasn't <laughs> and he could easily say oh that's our ex or no it's not true it was rumors they're just hating on our love all right real quick there's a debate on uh, interesting debate taking place on social media about a list of places where men should not take women on a date. The long list includes some popular chain restaurants such as the Cheesecake Factory, Olive Garden, Red Lobster, Waffle House, as well as places like church, coffee shops, movie nights, and a bar just for drinks. What are your thoughts on this list? Hey, them people where they used to going. You can look at somebody, you can have a conversation, and you can tell what type of level they eat on. If they're a Red Lobster girl, if they're a Houston's girl, or if they're a Mr. Child girl, you can tell easily by conversation what they drive, what they wear, what type of jewelry, how their hair is laid. You can always tell, and I definitely think it's wrong for you to be a Red Lobster type of bra, but act like your ass only eat at Mr. Child. I'm going to take you where you used to eat with your own money. <laughs> I don't agree with this list. I think you should be glad somebody wants to take you somewhere and pick up the tab. And that lady who was not getting out of the car at the Cheesecake Factory looked like she ain't never been to a Cheesecake Factory. So there you have it. I said it. I am sick and tired of people making these un making it even harder to find love when it's already hard enough. If someone wants to go have coffee with you, you might meet the person of your dreams over coffee. Who gives a damn about the 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 the, the background? It's about the connection. Like, knock it off, people. You sound stupid. I want to thank Jackie Chrissy for being our guest. Thank you to my co-host Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for doing that thing. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Fox Soul Face Off. We'll see y'all back here tomorrow. And y'all have a good night. Have a good night. Have a good night, soulmates. Bye.